The Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 111. How important is human resources in the sports industry? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who's a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports business. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Ian Graham. Ian is a human resource professional at the San Diego Padres, where he specialises in the employment practices like employment relations, performance management, and he's part of the recruitment cycle. I have to say it's great to have Ian as a special guest on the show. That's when today's episode, Ian will share his sports career journey and explain to you why human resources is so important in the sports industry. Ian, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Of course. Well, thanks for having me, Ed. Uh, My career uh, journey got started about five years ago. Um, When I was in school, I was uh, fortunate enough to have the opportunity to intern for the Charlotte Hornets, which is in the uh, NBA. And while I was there, they were transitioning from the Charlotte Bobcats to the Charlotte Hornets. So it was a good opportunity to, uh, you know, experience that rebranding process. Just going back, out of interest, what's your academic background? Academic background. So I graduated in 2012 from the University of North Carolina, Asheville in the mountains of uh, North Carolina there. Um, I played baseball, was a catcher for four years, and I graduated uh, with a, a degree in business administration. And as of right now, I'm actually pursuing my master's of human resources uh, with Penn State University. It's an online program. Um, so after doing some research here in the local San Diego area, um, you know, I decided that it was most effective to um, do the online route just because of the flexibility. Absolutely. Just out of interest, how has your education supported you looking back now? It's been crucial, I think, you know, um, and you'll hear this from most people that attend undergraduate. Um, There are some things that I apply to everyday life, uh, both inside and out of the workplace. Um, And there are other things that you don't really need. So, for example, as an HR practitioner, um, you know, I, I can't say that I look at, you know, the history of America very often in my role and in my function. Um, but at the same time, you know, the uh, statistics class that I took, I apply to HR metrics on a weekly basis. Um, so I think all in all, especially with my master's uh, program going on right now, I can really apply a lot of those key concepts uh, to the workplace. Absolutely. What inspired you then to pursue a career in the sports industry looking back five years ago? Yeah, well, for me, it was it was easy. You know, I was I grew up a, a baseball player. I specialized in that sport, you know, at a very young age. 
Um, wasn't the guy that played multiple sports. You know, I started playing baseball and stuck with it when I was four years old and, and stopped playing around 22 years old. So that being said, I knew that, you know, if I didn't have the opportunity to play professionally at the next level, um, I wanted to be in a front office somewhere. And I've been fortunate enough to uh, have done that for the last five years. Would you mind sharing to listeners your insight in working in baseball compared to playing the sport? Yeah, I mean, it's it's totally different. So playing the sport, you're constantly thinking about, you know, your next at bat, the next inning. As a catcher, I was worried about my pitchers as well. And really all the minutiae and, you know, the small details of the game uh, versus being in the front office, it's totally different. So in human resources, uh, this particular, I guess, role can really transfer into any, any industry. Um, so, yes, there's some baseball uh, nuance or there's a unique nature um, to this position. But for the most part, playing the sport versus just working in the front office are two totally different things. Before we talk about human resources, just looking at sport as a bigger picture, how have you seen the sports industry develop from the last 10 years? So for me, you know, I've been in sports now for five years. I studied front offices when I was an undergrad. So before I was working uh, full time, I was looking at, you know, how different front offices were doing things, how they were structured, um, things of that nature. So in my opinion, over the last five years since I've been working, I'd say, you know, we're becoming more innovative as an industry. Um, historically, we've been very traditional, uh, borderline old school. And I think now we've, you know, with the Googles and the Apples of the world, they're really pushing the benchmark and encouraging, you know, the sports industry to be more innovative in terms of technology, analytics, uh, creativity, and just forward thinking in general. Absolutely. Just relating to today's main podcast topic, how important is human resources in the sports industry? Well, I'm a little biased, um, but in my opinion, I think it's crucial from a number of, of angles um, on many different levels. So when you're talking about business strategy, I think it's important from that standpoint. Uh, compliance is huge, just given how big the brand is. It's important that we're compliant, that we're following the rules that we need to follow. Uh, from a recruiting standpoint, it's massive. Uh, for example, you know, we hired here, my current employer, about 200 employees before the 2018 season started. And without HR, Yes, it's possible, but it would be significantly more challenging, I think, for different department managers to um, find the time to do that as they're prepping for the 2018 season. Uh, retaining talent as well. So once you get those 200 employees in the door, and I have to note for the listeners that are mostly part-time seasonal employees, you have to retain them somehow. And that's a specialty of human resources. And then lastly, just from a performance aspect, so once you get the employees in the door, somebody has to be there to assist managers um, in ensuring that their performance levels are, are at their peak, if that makes sense. So if an employee has high potential and they're not reaching their full potential, we partner with the department managers to ensure that they're reaching set potential. I find this really interesting. Out of interest relating to your career now, what career skill sets have supported you working in this sector of the sports industry? So for me, core skills, at least in human resources, attention to detail is huge. Um, in addition to that, you have to have a thirst or a desire to be up to date in terms of recent laws. Going back to the compliance piece, it's important for HR to be educated both on, you know, the internal policies of the company in case we get questions or we need to step in and 
uh, make sure that um, everything is squared away to also external uh, policies that are passed, you know, both locally and nationally. Um, so again, just to reiterate core skills, I would say detail oriented is important as well as being uh, articulate in, in terms of your communication with internal managers. And also um, just being a hard worker in general, because going back to my first example, hiring 200 people, uh, granted, we do have automated systems now, uh, thankfully, but that requires a lot of grit. And so if you don't have that that innate skill or that, um, I guess, natural work ethic, it, it, it tends to make those processes a bit more challenging. I know we're in an era of like technology and automating things, but with regards to recruitment, how important is that interpersonal skills and communication skills, especially just relating to that example of 200 members of staff? How important is that? Oh, it's absolutely crucial. It's absolutely crucial. Um, now, obviously, working where I work in San Diego, I mean, it almost sells itself. But when you're recruiting, particularly full-time talent, you have to be able to sell the company, its culture. And you also have to have the appropriate emotional intelligence uh, to be sure that it's a fit for both parties. Because I think it's important, especially nowadays, with the turnover rate uh, being low, as well as unemployment percentage being very low in America, Um you got to make sure that it's a fit for both parties. And if you don't have that EQ, it tends to be a little bit more challenging. Um, so as far as communication skills go, yes, we have new technology nowadays. We have Skype. Uh, we have other um, modes of communication that are not uh, interpersonal or in-person. Uh, it's still important to be able to pick up the phone and, and call a manager if you need to. Absolutely. Just relating to the work you're doing now, what have you been up to recently? Staying busy, staying busy. Um, so I get a question a lot in baseball, and that question is, well, you know, I, I understand that you guys are busy during the season, which we're still in the middle of the season. Um, but I get a question that's it, it always makes me chuckle, and that question is, what do you guys do in the off season? You know, and and uh, going back to my example, that's when we're recruiting all of our game day and seasonal talent. So right now, during this season, um, we're focusing on just supporting the internal groups. Um, so you have your game day departments, you have your non-game day, and you support both of them. So at any given point, let's say we have a full-time employee leave the company, that triggers a process and that process is, well, we got to make sure that that employment gap is short because again, we're in the middle of the season and we can't afford for the gap to be any longer than 45 days or we're in a pinch. So as of lately, um, you know, it's been just like I said, maintaining and supporting but um in addition to that like i said before I, I am also focusing on my master's degree so i'm spending a lot of my free time doing that in all the best with your masters and i can tell you're busy before we even started this call just on a personal note now what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career looking back five years ago what have i enjoyed um i've enjoyed the passion I've enjoyed the culture as well. The culture of sports is great. You know, I've worked for three different sports organizations and the culture has been very similar at each one of those organizations. And um, in terms of the passion level, it's great because every day you come to work, you're, you're walking to a ballpark. So I guess first and foremost, it's neat that the workplace can um, take the shape or the form of a ballpark. Um, but at the same time, 
you're coming to work and people are passionate about what they do because so much goes into the baseball team and, and ensuring that, you know, the wheels are, are turning properly, um, that people want to be here. You know, it's not one of those organizations where people are there just to, you know, collect a paycheck. People are here working in baseball because they want to be here. So that's definitely my favorite aspect of working in the industry. And that is great. I could definitely hear the passion through your voice during our chat. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university students who want to pursue a career in the sports industry, especially in your sector? Network, 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 network. Um, that's huge. I mean, that's how I got my first internship, which ultimately led to the next two, two jobs in sports. So when I say network, that means reach out to folks on LinkedIn. That means, you know, try to set up phone calls or, or coffee meetings just to get a few minutes of their time and to establish a connection with them. Because the sports industry, if I've learned anything, it's that it's very close knit. It's a very, very small world. Um, so, you know, each and every day I, I meet somebody new externally that works in sports. And, you know, you can talk to them for five minutes and, and find five or six different mutual connections. Um, so as a student pursuing a career in the sports industry, I would say work hard to get in the door, get your foot in the door. And once you're in, be relentless with, with your work ethic. So you make a good impression and you leave a legacy behind. So when you go to the next employer, <clears throat> they're going to remember you as being in a very effective employee. Ian, that is absolutely fantastic. And to the listeners listening in, that's how we got connected. And I think it's really important to highlight that in how can people interact with you online? Uh, same way, I'd say, Ed. Uh, LinkedIn is good. I consider myself a lion, which is a LinkedIn open networker. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to connect with anyone. Like I said, it, it's good to establish connections because you never know um, where they might lead you or you never know what you might learn from a, a connection. So um, I've got over 10,000 connections and I'm extremely responsive. So if anybody wants to reach out and inquire, um, you know, in regards to their passion for sports or their career or, you know, current openings at my current employer, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with them. Ian, that is great. To all the listeners listening in, that LinkedIn link will be on my website relating to this blog post. Ian, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate your time. What a fascinating career journey from Ian. And I know it's the start, you know, he's only five years in with regards to his career in the sports industry and especially with regards to his passion in baseball. But really, for me, what I've taken from this interview is understanding the recruitment side of how a club, for example, recruits members of staff. And really, I think this is really important because I said to Ian after our chat that I didn't really know about how recruitment is applied in a club perspective. And to hear about having policies, having people you can reach out to with regards to when you're in the role, but also if you are applying for a role, there's a process as well. And as I said to Ian, it's just so refreshing to hear this because a lot of people, and if you want to work in sport, take notes what Ian said because this is how you can have a better understanding of their role and you can meet them halfway with regards to that perfect fit if you're good for the role or not. So on that note, I think this interview is, I would say on my podcast show, one of the most important because if you can understand what a recruiter does, it's going to make the whole employment process a lot easier. 
but most of all with regards to the pieces of advice which Ian mentioned right at the end, he just said it in a nutshell with regards to networking, connecting with people and then having the ability to create that first impression when you are in that role with that sort of relentless attitude, that is key. So look, I hope this has been beneficial, this podcast chat. I've learned a lot and I hope you too. And I would just say, get out there, have a go, good luck and hustle hard. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Ian said, work hard to get your foot in the door. And once you are in, be relentless with your work ethic so you make a good first impression. 